Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. I started thinking about how did I become a leader? How does anybody become a leader? What are the pathways in our journey? And the pathway that's common in everyone's journey is one simple fact. It was the generosity of somebody else. Generosity. Today, I want to speak and teach and receive questions on the subject of generosity. Now, leaders can lead through intimidation. They can lead through power. They can lead through force. They can lead through fear. Or on the healthy side of things, leaders can lead through generosity of their life. So the way I want to present that to you is if you can draw a clock, draw a clock, a circle, a clock, like a watch, but a clock, 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I'll have a point for you at the 12 o'clock mark, 4 o'clock mark, 8 o'clock mark. Now, before you jump to conclusions that this happens and then this happens and then eight o'clock happens and then that's the end of the circle, it's cyclic. Remember I use the word cyclic, it never stops. So at the 12 o'clock hour is the word receiving, receiving. This is the time when we have limited resources in our life and we need others to make it. We need others to make it. Even as I'm standing talking to you right now, I'm thinking about when I came to America in 1973 as an immigrant from India. I had nothing, didn't even have a pillow, didn't have a bed sheet, didn't have a towel, didn't, didn't have uh, those, those necessities, for example. I, don't know, I wasn't thinking, and I don't think you pack those things, but in any case, I did not have those things. I didn't have a job. I, have, I was here because of the graciousness and the generosity of others. So people bought me clothes, people bought me meals, uh, people uh, gave me stuff uh, down the road when I had a car, uh, old car. I, I remember buying my first car for $200 in uh, Elizabeth City, North Carolina, Tendrick Auto Sales. Uh, and after a while, the tires were gone, but I didn't have any money for tires, and people would give me their retreads. I'm part of who I am because of other people's generosity, and so are you. So the first one, receiving. And when we receive assistance from other people because of their generosity, and generosity is not just money. It can be attention. It can be time. It can be somebody saying, I believe in you. It could be somebody encouraging you to do something else. It is somebody who uh, sees qualities in your life and raises them up. It's somebody who taps you on the shoulder and says, good job. You're doing great. Somebody who affirms you in your life. Those are all generous moments in our life. So what are our responses to that? Our response is uh, gratefulness since there's no way to pay them back. Just being grateful. I remember Bob and Vivian Steinbach from Pasadena, California uh, gave a thousand dollars 
for me to have my application approved at the Bible college I was coming to uh, so that I could get my visa from India. Uh, all I can, you know, just gratefulness. There's nothing I can do to repay them. There's nothing I can, I don't have those resources at that time in my life. So all you can be is have a grateful heart, have a thankful heart and, and, and a heart that says, without you, I would not be able to do what I'm doing. Another res response that we have when we are on the receiving, remember I'm the 12 o'clock point right now. Another response that we have when we're receiving is that a dream that one day I can do this for somebody else. I remember, I remember when people would buy me clothes, be it at J.C. Penney or at Goodwill, uh, thrift stores, Salvation Army stores. Uh, whenever people would be generous with me like that, I would say, I, I remember saying to myself, Sam, one day you hope you can do that for somebody else. One day you can bless somebody else. So, so our responses are gratefulness in that moment in which we just don't know what to say except thank you. And, and it's a deep, subtle gratefulness. And the second response is a dream. One day, one day I'm going to do that for somebody else. You have dreamed that dream and don't wait for the big money. Don't wait for the big time. Don't wait to achieve all that before you do something. You are, at, you are in a different place in your life. You're not where you used to be. You may not be where you want to be, but you are further down in your journey. It's time to give back. So the 12 o'clock hour is the word receiving. At the 4 o'clock hour, the word is raising. Receiving, number two word is raising. When we are in leadership and need to raise resources to accomplish the vision of our organization. So if you're a leader, if you're a leader in, a, in a corporate or in church, really doesn't matter. You'll be raising people. Uh, you'll be raising uh, money. You'll be raising opportunities because you'll raise money in church. You'll raise money for missions. If you have a nonprofit, you'll be raising money for that. If you're in business, you'll be raising venture capital. If you're an entrepreneur, you'll have to raise money to get it off the ground. Uh, you'll be raising up a team. You'll be raising up uh, the people that are around you. So all those things will continue to raise around you. So you're in the raising phase. Raising is not easy, but you have to learn to raise. If you are especially in church work and in and in uh, nonprofit uh, area of life, there's no way that you can get around it. You'll have to raise the resources. You'll have to raise the money. You'll have to raise people. And in corporate, you'll have to do exactly the same thing. You'll never stop raising in your life. So when we talk about raising, there are, our responses are, number one, we strategically analyze interested people and resources. We become strategic about saying, this person has this gift. How do I raise them there? This person has uh, money. How do I get them on board? This person has connections. How do I get them to be generous with their connections to introduce me to somebody? You know, all of us are in life because somebody introduces us to somebody.
So wherever you're going to go in life, somebody will make an introduction for you. And that is all part of generosity. What are the relationships you want to give away? I remember, I remember Dr. Bob Lupton. Uh, I was president of uh, Beulah University at that time. And somebody had come to me for advice for strategic planning. Uh, and they were launching a nonprofit. And one of the funders that helped us at the university, I knew could help this person as well, would be interested in this person. But let me tell you the stingy, negative, dysfunctional thought that went through my mind. And the thought was, hey, if you introduce your donor who's giving money to your institution, if you're going to do that and give that connection to this person and make the introduction, you might not get that money anymore. And I wrestled with that. And I remember talking to Dr. Bob Lupton, great friend of mine, a board member at that time, uh, just an amazing uh, uh, leader in his own right. And I said to him, Bob, uh, this person is talking to me. I can help them by simply introducing them to my funder, my donor. But if I do that, I might end up losing because they may say, I'm going to help them and not stop helping me or uh, take portion of what they're doing with me and give portion of that away. And this is what Bob said to me. He said, Sam, you'll never go wrong with generosity. You'll never go wrong by making that introduction. Whatever you sow, whatever you sow, whatever you sow, <laughs> you will also reap. So I called up that person who was talking to me and said, hey, I think I have the right person for you who can help you. And I made the connection for them. You know what happened? My donor increased their resources to me as they served the other person as well. It's about strategically analyzing people who are interested. Another response that we have in the raising, in the four o'clock raising component is becoming a better vision caster. I had to learn to do that. Many, many of my people, many of you leaders have vision, but you don't know how to cast that vision. I wrote extensively about that in my book called Ladder Focus and in What's Shaking Your Ladder. In Ladder Focus and What's Shaking Your Ladder, I have extensive portions on how to not just have a vision, but be able to cast your vision so other people can see what's the vision that they, that they need. Uh, I was good visionary, but did not know how to cast vision. So your response in the raising area, the four o'clock point, is to be able to cast vision. In the raising area, you also have to be highly accountable. If somebody's gonna trust you with their time, if somebody's gonna trust you with their attention, if somebody's gonna trust you with their introductions, if somebody's gonna trust you with their credibility, their reputation, their honor, their good name, if somebody's gonna trust you with their money, if somebody's gonna trust you, you have to be highly accountable. Highly accountable simply means getting back with people and showing them what your res their resources have done for the vision 
through your leadership. And as you grow in trust, your resources will grow. So if you could, if you could draw a, a pyramid, a pyramid and make four slices in it, a pyramid with four slices in it. Let me give you four words. At the top, the word past, P-A-S-T, past, as in behind us, past. Next one is programs. Under that, a little bigger, is projects. And the last one at the bottom is person. Past, programs, projects, person. Let's talk about that. The lowest amount of money you'll be able to raise, the lowest attention you can get, the lowest level of uh, just raising people awareness and vision is going to be about the past. So paying off the mortgage, handling something in the past is the hardest money you're going to raise. But under that is programs, ongoing programs. People will give to that. But you, if you want higher money, higher resources, higher attention is going to be on projects. For example, right now I am raising money for projects for my home country in India. I am building a school there uh, that will house a thousand children. Uh, we already have 300 stu uh, students. We're running out of space. We are uh, building this building is about a $2 million project. So many of my friends are uh, sending resources to me uh, the, through my donate button on my website and so on and so forth. People have sent in hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm so grateful for that. But I am casting vision for this project. Hold that thought in mind. Because if you remember that the lower level the largest uh, piece of that triangle that you drew is person. So people give attention, credibility, introduction, money. They are generous at the highest level to the person. And that person is about gaining trust. So let me use myself uh, as an example. I don't have a church to get people together and raise money. My, the way I am set up is not partner donor driven. So that means I don't have to uh, ask people for money all the time to do what I do, the ministry that I do and how I come to you. So I don't have that resource. All I have is over 30 years of credibility, over 30 years of trust building, over 30 years of keeping my word, over 30 years of keeping confidentialities, over 30 years of bringing resources and hopefully some wisdom to people's lives and direction and strategy and helping people in areas of their life. So why are people resourcing the school I'm building in India? And I wanna build that in the next two, two years is because they trust me at the bottom level. So many people are sending in that money on a monthly basis. They don't have a big chunk, but they'll say, hey, I will send you this much per month. Some are saying, I'm gonna send you this much 
right now and then everything uh, over the next two years. But that is happening because of the blessings of other people in my life. My, the generosity I'm experiencing is at the person level. So at the 12 o'clock level, we talked about receiving. At the four o'clock level, we talked about raising. We also talked about the four levels of giving, the past programs, project, and person. If you go to the eight o'clock hour, the word there is releasing, releasing. Receiving, raising, releasing. Releasing is when you have resources to help others by releasing your resources. Just, just, just yesterday, there's this gentleman who uh, uh, wanted some uh, direction in his life. He's not in a position to pay me. He's not in a position to do what you are doing. But I met with him. I met with him for an hour and a half and just served him. Why? Because I remember the 12 o'clock where I was the receiving end of things. And remember Bob Lupton teaching me whatever you sow, it's all Bible, but he had to remind me you will reap. So yesterday I spent an hour and a half with a gentleman that I'd never met before, never met before, but it was simply because I'm in a place in my life, I'm in the releasing phase in my life. But this is what I found. Releasing is harder than the other two. Releasing is harder than the other two. Because releasing is about stewarding resources entrusted to you by others. Everything I have has been resourced to me by others. Those of you who are on the Samtian Leadership Institute, you have used your financial resources which resource me. So I'm fully dependent on you being part of my life so I in turn can be generous in other people's lives. Now, I do want to uh, caution you that releasing can get dysfunctional and, and it feeds our power, our control. And we, uh, if somebody is helping you but they want to control you, something dysfunctional is going on there. But real releasing comes from servanthood, a deep sense of responsibility I have been given, so I need to give.